Previously on Those Were the Days. We were the house with the Muppets. It's like they're controlling a bird. I was thinking about how she had a big butt and still wore a bathing suit. Just Frank Oz in a snorkel. A mad genius like Foz Fazakis. What the what? Crisscross applesauce? Mm -hmm. Which was a movie on a record. Oh, golly. Y'all got any mashed potatoes? They figured out a way to get the, Mupp the Muppeteers underneath the water. Under the age of 10, they need to eat every three hours. I thought, I'm like, this is a Ray Stevens song. Everything's great. As long as there ain't no hole in the wash tub. Those Were the Days is filmed before a live internet audience. Greetings, dear friends, and gather round tight for a tale of TV full of awe and delight. I'm your host in a hat, a fantastical dream, in the whimsical world of a classic TV screen. Now buckle up, folks, for a festive recount of how the Grinch stole Christmas, of that there's no doubt. A tale of green mischief and holiday cheer, and a magical world of old TV, my dear. So snuggle and snarfle and sip on your tea. As we dive into the world of some classic TV, I'll spin you a yarn, a susical rhyme, of the Grinch and the Who's in their whimsical prime. Now lend me your ears and your hearts, if you please, as we explore the magic of this classic TV. In the world of Dr. Seuss, where the stories are spun, those were the days, my dear friends. Let's have some fun. From Whoville to Mount Crumpet, we'll journey with glee through the tinsel and lights of this classic TV. I'm your guide in this rhyme, though I can't do it by myself. I need who's and a reindeer, maybe even an elf. Pulling the sleigh with great cheer and a grin from ear to ear, it's Audie. Hey, it's time for another holiday special. This time from Dr. Seuss, who made up words on the Kreschel. He made up all kinds of things, people, and creatures. It still looked like something you knew, but with features. And Dr. Seuss stuff is so suited for being animated well, you can pull off just about anything, like a small dog pulling that big sleigh bell. So let's talk about who's in their weird hair and clothes, and how Christmas affects us, no matter our happiness or woes. Let's come together and share everything from the first to the least, because I'm getting hungry. Slice me off a chunk of that roast beast. <laughs> He's going to take... Your entire stash, even the last can of who hash. It's Steven. I hate to break this, but uh, I'm not going to rhyme. <laughs> but I am going to tell you that uh, they went digging through the Dr. Seuss vault of unused ideas. And I collected them here in my hands. You hear that? It's Foley work. Uh, <laughs> so they had some different ways of describing the Grinch that just didn't make it. And I've got a few for you here that's been unearthed from the vault. Uh, you're an old shoe filled with guano set on fire and kicked into a tar pit full of old dinosaur bones. <laughs> Pretty intense. <laughs> Mashed potatoes smothered in guacamole with and sprinkled with ground up walrus tusks. Uh, I don't. I just didn't. I it didn't hit right. I guess. Richard Nixon's grandmother's ashtray mixed with sour milk, old gym socks, and dog urine. Uh, that was at the top of the list, but they were just weren't sure. Wow. Uh, and then finally, used lipstick on rye with turpentine glaze and Rasputin's armpit hair. <laughs> to struggle to rhyme those things, I guess. Anyway, thank you very much. Uh, we're going to make sure those don't go into the the adult edit, the adult cut of the movie. 
Yeah, okay. It's pretty gross. <laughs> and preparing the feast, because she makes the bestest roast beast. It's Amy. So tonight we're talking about how the Grinch stole Christmas, but this leaves some unanswered questions. Now, the Jim Carrey version could arguably be called Why the Grinch Stole Christmas. When the Grinch Stole Christmas is pretty much covered all around. But not enough people talk about where the Grinch stole Christmas, the documentary about Whoville, and the scandal surrounding the appointment of the head of policy for the Mount Crumpet Forestry Commission, and his connection to the Whoville Christmas tree cartel. <laughs> Oh my gosh, is wow. this going to be a real podcast? Because I am ready. <laughs> that needs to happen. It's on Serial. Serial <laughs> presents Where the Grinch Stole Christmas. I don't even care Bra- if it's made up. I'll take it. Let's go. <laughs> Brought mm-hmm. to you by the New York Times and Squarespace. <laughs> and male Kemp? Kemp? Male Kemp? So we are talking about Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the 1966 animated television special. And I want to go around. I want to find everybody's history with this. I'm going to start with Stephen. Oh, man, do I love this movie. Like as a as a kiddo, you remember last week we talked about Emmett Otter. And how it was one of those things I feel like should have been rolled in with the TV and the VCR in first grade the last week of school. Mm -hmm. This is the movie that was rolled in uh, Mm -hmm. with the TV and the VCR in the last week of school. Uh, It was, I mean, it was a staple. I don't know how else to really put it. Everybody knew about the Grinch, how the Grinch stole Christmas. And I mean, it makes an appearance in Home Alone. You know, it's just, it's every, it was everywhere when I was a kid. And it Mm -hmm. get the resurgence with the Jim Carrey movie. Uh, that was definitely why. Uh, why did why did we do this? Uh, it was it was it was all over again. And I'm like, I love the Grinch. You know, it's it's good stuff. So yeah, I'm well known, well known to me. Audie, how about you? Uh, same. It's a Christmas staple, and I, it's one of those it's one of those things where I don't remember not when I didn't watch it around Christmas time as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny revisiting it now because it's like, man. That was only 20 minutes, huh? Okay. <laughs> you know. I remember it being like an hour yeah. uh, uh-huh. somehow. So, yeah. but yeah, definitely loved it. And, you know, it's Dr. Seuss and Chuck Jones animation. Just, yeah, mm-hmm. give it to me. Yeah. And Amy? So, I, same, right? Like, I literally do not remember a time when I didn't watch this. But here's the fun part, right? This is one of the Christmas specials that... Like, we never owned it. Like, I own it now on DVD. But we never owned it. We had, like, three, two or three VHS tapes of, mm-hmm. like, like lovingly labeled of Christmas specials mm-hmm. that had been taped off of TV. Yep, and, like, yep. my mom was real good, and she would pause it on commercials. Like, we had some primo recordings. Um, but sometimes <laughs> they did have the commercials. Like the Campbell's soup one where the snowman kid comes in and eats the yep. soup and then it melts. And then there's the oh, one yeah. where the kid comes home from college, I assume, um, at like three o'clock in the morning and makes the pot of Folgers coffee and wakes mm-hmm. everybody up. Mm-hmm. Which now I go, don't. Yeah. What are you yeah. doing? Leave no, it. Let everyone crazy. sleep. Mm-hmm. They'll be here in three hours. Like, just let them sleep. Don't make Folgers <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning. That's rude. Um, but yeah, so this was definitely like on one of the tapes with like, you know, Garfield Christmas and Muppet Family Christmas or whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I mean the same for me. I honestly do not remember a time where this wasn't uh, watched in my house growing up every year at Christmas. Um, I also had it on a VHS tape recorded off of TV. And that was during the time when it would be slightly edited on the television broadcast. Mm -hmm. So growing up, I didn't hear the full version of You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. It wasn't until later on when I saw it uh, again, where those so those that those parts of the song, which we'll kind of get into a little bit, were were different for me because I just didn't grow up with certain parts of it. But this was originally uh, aired in, at Christmas, nineteen sixty six. It was the first Dr. Seuss animated special, um, and it almost didn't happen. Actually, uh, famously, Ted Geisel didn't want to do it. Uh, Chuck Jones came to him. They and now Chuck Jones was the director of this. He had been working in animation for, you know, years, decades by this point, by 1966, um, with Warner Brothers and and various other things. He and Geisel had actually worked together back in World War II on a character named Private Snafu uh, for <laughs> for cartoons at the time, um, and they had worked together here and there throughout the years. And he came to him wanting to do uh, The Grinch, and Geisel didn't want to do it because in 1950, I want to say it was like 53, they did uh, a live-action musical, the 5,000, what was it? It was like The 5,000 Fingers of Dr. T, I think is what it was called. And it didn't do well. And he just wasn't up for making an animated version of his thing. And, And Chuck Jones was like, yeah, you are too. Shush. And started working on it and basically beat him down, and he and he ended up doing it. Um, the friend everyone needs. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you are. Mm-hmm. Get, yeah. Stop it. We're making and, the thing. Okay, and Ferris. He, he, uh, yeah. he changed. <laughs> famously, so the book, and back in the mid-90s, so it ran It ran on 19, at 1966, and then it ran every year on Christmas uh, on, I think it was CBS to start. You, from 1960. hear the special, the yeah. special sound, you know, mm-hmm. the, the swirly. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, yeah, all right, let's ni- go. 1966 until 1988, it ran every year on CBS. And then um, Turner got it from there, and they would run it on TNT, TBS, eventually went, moved to Cartoon Network. The WB was playing it every year for a couple of years. Um, ABC started running it in like the mid-2000s. Um, I always remember watching it on CBS like every year, and that's where we recorded it from. But um, this was created. So Chuck Jones talked about uh, the TNT version would be an hour long because they would play the show and then they would do a half hour special afterwards of making of originally hosted by Phil Hartman. Which eventually, which shortly after, because I don't remember what year that was, but after Hartman's death, they cut that. And they ended mm. up replacing him with somebody else a couple of years later. They like re reshot some of those. Um, and I watched it uh, earlier today because uh, I hadn't seen that in you know twenty years or something. That was hilarious because Hartman is in a full tuxedo and he's got his hair slicked back and he's just going full Phil Hartman like over the top oh my gosh. Uh, character. And it's really really great. <laughs> but they talked nice. to they talked to Chuck Jones. They talked to Ted Geisel's wife in that. Uh, they talked to Thurl Ravenscroft. Um, and uh, they show pencil tests and all this kind of stuff. 
about taking the book and making it into an animated thing because the book, uh, Chuck Jones said, was like 12 minutes long. If you if you took yeah. the book oh, as yeah. written mm-hmm. and animated it, it was only 12 minutes, so they had to pad that out a little bit. So that's where you get kind of the middle part where, and everybody knows the story of how the Grinch stole Christmas. It's a very simple little story. The Grinch just doesn't like Christmas, goes down into the town at night, and steals everything. But like going down the mountain, down Mount Crumpet, um, was all added in all the stuff with Max, uh, the dog, who honestly is like my favorite thing in this whole, He's whole special good. is Max. Mm-hmm. In any rendition of the Grinch, Max is the is the I mean the part the right like when he puts the when he puts the antler on his head and he just like tips over. Have mm-hmm. you ever seen when people try to put like little rain boots on a dog mm-hmm. and then they just like. <laughs> Just like keel over and they can't do it. It's the same energy. Yeah. Right? Like that's absolutely what would happen is it's just let this just let it happen, I guess. I there laughed out loud at that because that that was just I don't know if it was just the timing or I was brought back to Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. Definitely watch it because of Chuck Jones. You know, that was what I grew up with. That was my animation hero. You know, all those you, you're watching Merry Melodies or Looney Tunes in the morning before school, and it was it was animated by Chuck Jones. Yes. And I was I didn't really remember that he did the Grinch until I saw some of those things. I'm like, those are Wiley e. Coyote eyes. Like this <laughs> is mm-hmm. this is kind of what we see. It all stood out. It's neat watching it as an adult with like the knowledge of who's behind it and kind of seeing how that ties together. There's but a man, lot more. Jim Halpert looking at the camera than I remembered there being. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. and that was that was a Chuck Jones thing. Like he did yeah. that. With, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Porky Wiley Pig Coyote, did it. Wiley Coyote, all mm-hmm. of it, because he was a huge fan of Laurel and Hardy, and right. that was a Laurel and Hardy mm-hmm. bit. So he would always put that into his things, and I love that. I do that myself. Walking like in my daily life, <laughs> I have a camera that follows me everywhere, invisible. Mm-hmm. No one else can see it. But when something weird happens, I will side eye that camera. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I see, I like that, that there's a Truman Show playing in your mm-hmm. head at all times. And, time and, and honestly, all of it comes from <laughs> Chuck Jones animation. Yeah, His yeah. cartoons, because I was the exact same way growing up. I watched so many Chuck Jones cartoons, and I knew he did this back in, when I was like in junior high and into high school. And my sister was getting into drawing and all that kind of stuff, so she idolized Chuck Jones, and 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 like Max, Max is such a Chuck Jones creation in this special. Like mm-hmm. he's just he's all those beats and like the the way um, he would use music to enhance all of the action that's going on. Like the sound when Matt when they tie the horn on Max's head and he tips over <laughs> the music, and then the violins to cut the cut the antler off mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. it's, like, mm-hmm. it's so good. And then, mm-hmm. so you get, Ted Geisel writes this book and then Chuck Jones comes along and says, let's make it into an animated special. And he starts drawing it. And what, I love the fact that Geisel, the first time he saw sketches, he's like, that doesn't look like the Grinch. It looks like you. Because <laughs> the Grinch from the book looks very different from what Jones drew. Yeah. And part mm-hmm. of that was Chuck Jones said, look, everybody has a little Grinch in them. Right, like everybody hates oh, Christmas on some level, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. so he kind of uh, he he attached himself to that character a little bit. But then they bring in Boris Karloff to do the voice. Why did this is this is on the level of of putting Michael Caine 
in a Muppet Christmas Carol. We didn't have to go this hard, mm. but I'm really <laughs> glad we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Boris and, Karloff, mm-hmm. what are you thinking? <laughs> and brilliant. Was, it's brilliant. <laughs> it is brilliant. And that was another it is thing. It's on that... the surface ridiculous. Yeah. It's the dumbest yeah. idea. Well, mm-hmm. and, it's so good. And Ted Geisel would agree with you because he, he was like, I don't think Boris Karloff's the right person to do the voice. He's going to be too scary. But I Chuck mean, Jones. If you look at his credits. I yeah, feel like yeah. that's a reasonable expectation. But that was one of the things Chuck Jones said in that special that he didn't want anyone else to come in to read for the Grinch at all because he wanted Karloff. And there was the way Boris Karloff, because there's there's a certain cadence to Seuss and his writing, Mm-hmm. a lyrical quality to it and he wanted Boris Karloff for that the way he read it was just so perfect and it was the, the absolute right move because Boris Karloff is just brilliant in this and then they did a little post-production um, to his voice so they recorded everything and he did just one voice throughout it as the narrator and the Grinch and then they went back and took all the highs out of his voice for any line readings by the Grinch himself so his voice is just a little bit lower and a little bit gravelier and, and created those two different voices that way. Oh. Um, and amazingly, and this blew my mind when I read it. Uh, so they put out a couple of years after the, the special, they put out an album of the music and a reading of it, uh-huh. which won Boris Karloff a Grammy for nice. uh, best <laughs> spoken word short story thing, whatever. Sure, why not? Um, Well-deserved. <laughs> So he got a Grammy for spoken word, and it was the only major award of his career. Hmm. Dang. Bonkers. Which doesn't make any sense to me at all. No, a career that long, you expect him to a handful of things. Like, come on. I just want to, Boris Karloff was born in 1887. I just want to, like, lay that out there (laughs) real quick. Jeez Louise. (laughs) Boris Karloff was born in 1887. (laughs) What? Holy moly. Um, There you go. So we had Boris Karloff reading it, and then you bring in um, Albert Haig wrote the music. He wrote all the music for this. So good. And uh, the music in this is just brilliant. Um, there's uh-huh. three songs. There's there's um, the uh, Chris, Welcome Christmas, uh-huh. which is just this beautiful song, which is fake words um, oh, and yeah. to sound like Latin. And people were writing in after the special being like, can we get a translation of that? Because they thought it might actually be Latin. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, but he also wrote, uh, what's the, the not, it's not Welcome Christmas and um, what's the third song? Because there's Your Mean One, Mr. Grinch. We'll get to it's that the, in a second. Um, the one where they're decorating. Yeah. Uh, trim I Up the Tree. I can't think of yeah, trim up the tree. Oh yeah, yeah. Trim which up the which let me tell you, if I had if I had to describe like my perfect Christmas aesthetic, it is Whoville chic. Like that is what I want. <laughs> I want yeah, yeah. I want all of those big things. light bulbs. But then like you have to store them somewhere. Is yeah. the reality of the situation <laughs> that I am coming to grips mm-hmm. with? Yeah. If I had an attic of holding, yeah, then mm-hmm. that would be fine. Yeah, be garland just on everything. Dimensional pocket. Yeah, with all my stuff. Well, the way sure. the Grinch stole everything that apparently exists because all you got to do is roll up a carpet and it's all in there and just yeah. stuff it, <laughs> stuff it in good. a bag. I'd like and to get that would be carpet. great. Trim up the tree mm-hmm. is great because it's a Christmas polka. Yeah, that's awesome. Which is just 
genius. Like, name another Christmas polka. You, you can't I do it. I guarantee Weird Al <laughs> must have one. I mean, he sure. must. Oh, come on. Sure. sure. Yeah. But certainly in 1966, there weren't any others. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, this was a unique no, thing. No, you were at the Very Polish much. Hall eating kielbasa to hear a polka. <laughs> yes. Uh, and of course, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, which is one of the greatest songs ever. So good. It is fantastic. Like I said, growing up, I had recorded it off of TV, so I was missing the middle section. Um, and then mm-hmm. the first half of the last, of the third section that they play in the in the special. So it wasn't until like you the never work. heard the uh, you never heard the three decker to- sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich with Arnold. no Isn't that in the middle part they had me at that was they had me at sauerkraut and then they lost me at toadstools and toadstool yeah. with the arsenic sauce mm-hmm. I right. love if you didn't get it from my intro I love every description it's so of good. the Grinch it they are wonderfully done and I think they're the best part of this whole movie. And and they were they were from the mind of Dr. Seuss, and he came up with those, yeah. and he'd, he'd tell them to Albert Haig, and he would write the music, <laughs> and then you get Thurl Ravenscroft, Tony the Tiger, to sing it, <sighs> which is unreal. And and I, what I love about Thurl Ravenscroft, number one, greatest name in the history of humanity. It's really right? good. <laughs> it's like, awesome. Yeah. If he lived in a castle, we'd all be really afraid. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, right? But also, when you would see interviews with him, he sounded exactly like that all the time. <laughs> That's it was, the it's part. amazing. It is the most velvety, deep voice you will ever hear. And it was just like, and, and he, in the special, he even talks about like when people find out that I did the voice of Tony the Tiger, they're always just like, just, can you do it? Can you do the, can you do the thing? And he's like, and he just does. He would say, you know, they're great. And that was that was it. But he... Um, <laughs> Give me $10. I'm in the union. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so they, they get him in and he sings the song. Now, originally, and if you notice, if you watched the credits, his name is nowhere in the credits. No. Uh, and that was um, either a contractual thing at the time. I don't remember or if it was just an oversight. But... Um, when Ted Geisel found out about that, he called Thurl Ravenscroft, apologized to him, and then sent out letters to publications all over the country saying, look, this is the guy that sang the song. Credit him. He deserves that. Mm-hmm. Um, Wasn't because... Karloff getting some of the credit for that? Yes. Yeah, some people were thinking, assuming that Karloff did, because it says, you know, the voice of the Grinch, and he read it mm-hmm. too. Which is, I do like the credit for Boris Karloff. Yeah. The way they do that in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Thrall Ravenscroft ended up doing a couple more of the um, uh, Dr. Seuss stuff later on. Uh, he was in Horton Hears a Who, which was the next one done, and also a Chuck Jones. And he also came back for the Lorax in like 19, oh, whatever man. that was, 72, I think. Uh, yeah, 72. I loved Horton Hears a Who. Horton Hears a Who was like, that was my tape that I played all the time. That's a good one. Good um, stuff. Honestly, like Grinch, Horton Hears a Who, The Cat in the Hat, and The Lorax, those four are all solid, solid ones. Um, I really, really enjoyed those. But yeah, uh, Your Mean One, Mr. Grinch is just, I love the song. Iconic. And now that, now that I've spent the last, whatever it is, 20, probably 5, 26 years with the full uncut version uh, at my disposal, I'm used to the song now. Um Blech. 
It just took me a few years to get to that. First time you hear it wrong, and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wait, yeah. I don't, huh? Also, I think they used to play it on the radio. Like, we used to, oh, yeah. the local mm, the local yeah. radio station used to do the Christmas songs. And mm-hmm. you could call in and talk to Santa, which mm-hmm. was great. It's my favorite Christmas story. I'm going to derail everything and tell my favorite Christmas story real quick. Please do. Go for it. Um, so it was Christmas Eve. It was Christmas Eve. Um, and my little sister decides she wants to call Santa on the radio. We have a tape of this. It's great. Now, first of all, we didn't know they. My sister had to go to speech therapy, and we didn't know why. Like that was where was it? You know, my parents were was like, oh, okay. Um, and then years later, we hear this tape, and we go, ah. So she calls up Santa. <laughs> well, my mom calls and says, Santa, Amanda wants to talk. You know, Amanda would like to talk to you. So Amanda gets on the phone, and she goes, hi, Santa. Okay, great. So, um. You know, he he asks where because we live in Natick, which is down the Mass Pike, and it's like a whole thing, and he makes a whole joke about it. And so he says, what would you like for Christmas? And my sister says, a bicycle. This is the first that anyone has heard of her wanting a bicycle on Christmas Eve, and she has just told Santa directly, and it's my favorite favorite Christmas oh my so now she has a daughter of her own and I am waiting with bated breath <laughs> for it to all fall apart for her <laughs> well did did the did the, bi- the bicycle did happened we... oh it happened oh my goodness oh, it happened. I would yeah we live down the street from like the big mall and there is like a Sears there so mm-hmm. you know you can get anything at Sears so yeah, yeah but yeah. still yeah, like bicycle to find oh, yeah, out Christmas on Eve. Christmas Eve, as a parent, you would just be like, <laughs> the "Oh panic. hell, the <laughs> what panic. are we gonna do?" Just break <laughs> out in a flop sweat right there. Yeah, was it? There's one sure. one Christmas where the boys sat on Santa's lap and told him what they want, and they were like, "What'd you tell Santa?" It's like, "I just told Santa." Nobody else needs to know. <laughs> we're like, well, why don't you let mommy and daddy know to make sure? Okay. You could just tell us. Please. That way yeah. we know if we have to move presents, we know who's mm-hmm. they yeah. are. It's not a birthday wish, kid. You can say it out loud <laughs> yeah. to other people. You can tell everybody. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I would tear up the universe to find a bicycle. Like, if <laughs> right? that happened, I'd be mm-hmm. like, I don't care if I have to steal it. I will go full Arnold Schwarzenegger Turbo Man doll. Like I'll I'll jingle all the way. I'll be like now, I will steal to, the to bike. To his credit, the the radio DJ that was doing Santa did say, "I'll see what I can do." So like, <laughs> good, yeah. you know, way to be noncommittal. Yeah, very good. I think that's a that's a that's a mall you Santa yeah. phrase you yeah. just use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know mm-hmm. you got the kid up there. There's they're not getting you know yeah. a, a rock'em sock'em robot, but they want one. <laughs> and you just gotta be like, "I'll see what I can do." See what I can do. Yeah. Talk to the elves. I mean, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's getting late. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, one more Workshop name. didn't have the parts. Yeah. One more name I have to mention because we talked about her just a few weeks ago. Uh, June Foray was the voice of Cindy Lou Who. Um, she's popped up a few times now for us on this show, uh, which is great. And her and Dallas McKinnon are the only other uh, vocal people in it. Dallas McKinnon was Max. He did all the Max noises. Um, not Frank Welker. I was expecting yeah. No, Frank he, <laughs> amazingly, hey, this would have been he would have been really young here still. So I was say, early for this. <laughs> just slightly before his time. Um, so I want to know. Uh, first of all, 
the first thing I want to know is, and I'm going to start with Amy on this. Do you have a favorite uh, during the Grinch's like stealing of everything? A favorite moment during that? Because I have one um, I know. I I like when he slithers. I think that's real <laughs> mm-hmm. good. Yes. I yep. That is a it's that is a great good. moment. That's uh, probably my favorite part. That is all of this is classic Chuck Jones, but like that with just him. That and then the um. The umbrella tree. See, that is so, the yeah. Christmas tree and he lifts it up like mm-hmm. an umbrella and folds it. Yeah. That I want mine. a tree that does that. That would yeah. actually be ideal, quite frankly. That yeah. one that one there is mine. I love every time I see that. It, it never fails to be good uh, for me. Stephen, how about you? Do you have a favorite kind of moment when he's taking I love, stuff? yes. I love the monkey bars across the wreaths <laughs> when he swings across <laughs> them like whenever they then steals them all. That's my favorite. Going from house to house? <laughs> Oh yeah, easy. I just love his. He's just so graceful, mm-hmm. and he's living his best life, <laughs> taking everybody's stuff. It's just yes. amazing to me. Audie, what what one was your favorite? My favorite was when he took those very long, slender candy canes from the kids' hands as they were sleeping. <laughs> They're real good. The big candy canes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a uh, candy company near. Well, there's they have a couple locations, but there's one right up near my parents, and they are. The longest, like the oldest continuously running candy company in the country. Um, and you can get some serious candy cane, like hand-pulled candy canes there. Mm. They're real good. Road trip. Yep. yep. And what's great about that particular one, too, is there, again, is that use of music to enhance the moment with the way they yep. use the music as he's getting the candy canes. And, of course, the third candy cane is my favorite because he just kind of nudges it until the who mm-hmm. – uh, she she moves and curls up. I just ah so good. Um, yeah, there, it it really. I mean, there's not much to say about it plot wise at all. Um, but I do also really like the moment of realization he has on the mountain, and the way the animation mm-hmm. is done, where it's the the background is just a color, and it's mm-hmm. just this rotating color as his eyes go from red to blue. And you get all of that. And Karloff just kills it here. It's so good. Um, but then uh, all of the scrambling up the mountainside to save the sleigh after that point mm-hmm. is some of my favorite stuff ever. Because mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. just digging into the ground and throwing snow back onto Max as he's running. And I just it kills me. It, the whole thing. I, I had... A giant smile on my face the entire time I was watching this today. I could not stop yep. grinning uh, while watching this. It's just, it, it, it takes me right back to my childhood. Mm-hmm. And it is, honestly, I have since probably about the age of 12, uh, made my like five favorite Christmas movies. And this has always been on the top. The, and, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. hard to say that it could ever be supplanted. Mostly because now it's just nostalgia more than anything, but it's just good all the way through, and it's a great little message, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, it's so well done. Like, there's things I really love about, like I love the way the Grinch smiles and he keeps smiling to the point his ears mm-hmm. or like the hairs on his head like mm-hmm. curl. Oh, that so just good. tickled me. Like I love that. I know they reused a lot of the scenes over and over, like the bags coming up the yeah. chimneys, like yeah. literally the same matter. shot mm-hmm. over and over. Matter. But I don't care. 
Uh, It really didn't matter. Like, I loved him slinking around, like you were saying. It just does... It's it's basically... It's like having the Christmas Carol without the ghosts in it. And you're just like, here, grumpy old man wants to stop something, and then is happy at the end. It's it's kind Mm -hmm. of a a well-known, well-trotted path uh, for a character finding redemption. But it's just such a fun way to do it. And you you don't hate him for some reason. Like, you watch him sell this stuff, and you're entertained. You're not going yeah. like, I can't believe he would do that. You're just like, what? I mean, now, Look like, at him when you roll when you, up the stuff. You know, at the yeah. beginning, right? When he's talking about his problems with Christmas, like, now I'm just going, oh, he's just a neurodivergent oh, with auditory issues. Like, I get mm-hmm. it. He has solved his problem the wrong way. Mm-hmm. We're not going to yes. give him, like, a pass on that. Um, but his issues are not his fault, but they are his responsibility. And so, like, he needed to not steal all of their stuff, but also <laughs> I do get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, That's when they were playing the, uh, when they, yeah, when they were talking about the noise and he just kept going, it was instrument after instrument yeah. after instrument. I'm like, I now pity him. Yeah. I now understand. They, and they're in, like, a, a I would steal Christmas, bowl, too. Right? Like, like <laughs> that valley's a bowl. It's just going to echo. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. going to be good up there. It doesn't matter. I'm at an age now where I'm like, up. yeah. No, it's I don't gonna, want it's that. It's not echo. And, uh, <laughs> it was wild, though, watching this after not having seen this version for so long. It's like. And seeing the the Wikipedia talking about how they had to pad out this special yeah. from the book. And I'm like, good gosh, thinking about the way they pad out the movies they've made of it and how much oh, yeah. more they've thrown into it and stuff. And just yeah. being like, it's such a simple story and it doesn't need all that to work. Yeah. yeah, but they just turned it into a heist. They turned those into heist films, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> heist films with heart. And that works for me. Like, yeah. I don't hate the most recent Grinch. Um, some of that is like, because that was the first movie we ever took Sam to see. Oh, yeah. The Benedict Cumberbatch fully animated. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I did. It has a little a bit of, it, it, I like it a lot. It's got a little bit of that illumination about it, but like, sure. like you know, fart joke situation. Uh, but no, it's still really great. I love it mm-hmm. a lot because uh, it's still got that spirit. Um, yeah. They just give you a little bit more Cindy Lou Who and stuff to to really feel for it, you know. Yeah. And they flesh it out. Well, again, nicely. it's it's padding out the story to fill up, you know, 120 minutes of animation. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it's 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 good. I, I think it. Mm-hmm. I think they it's they stand next to each other. Fine. Like it, it, I watched this with my kid. Um, which was really eye-opening because he was not super into this like at all. But he's very particular about his animation. And he's like, there's just too many lines on everything. And I'm like, what are you even talking about? You're like, yes, because these people actually did it all by hand, son. Yeah, they all drew. And this was the style at the time and stuff. But it's interesting to watch because he loves to do art. So he's been like trying to practice drawing things that he likes and stuff. And this was not something he liked. So it was fun to watch with him and figure out, like, what is... And we immediately wanted to watch the new Grinch after this, though. So it did inspire him to want to keep going. He's like, I just think I like the new one better. I I get it. There's also something to be said about a style of the time. And it is definitely a a style of the time for all kinds of cartoons and animations and comics and stuff. And we've come so far since that. Oh, sure. That, like, Mm -hmm. you know... That's where I forgive my kids for not getting into this stuff. Like, it's it's fine. And, You're into your stuff, me, and that's fine. Right. Yeah. And, like, we grew up with Chuck Jones animation. So mm-hmm. seeing this, mm-hmm. this is the animation style that I saw from the time I had memory until 
you know. Mm-hmm. Now. Right. And yeah. I love it because of that. I love Chuck Jones' style. Uh, but I understand for Sam, like, it's just, it's so different from what he would have, he's grown up mm-hmm. with. So. Yeah. Um, I also liked the uh, the trivia bit that the color, because the Grinch in the book, the book is black and white. So there yeah. is no defined oh, color yeah. for the Grinch. Um, and in the special, Chuck Jones decided to go with that color of green. And according to what I read, the reason was every rental car he would get in the Washington, Baltimore area would be that same color of green. <laughs> <laughs> and so he just decided that should green. be the color mm-hmm. of, Take of the Grinch. Sign. There you go. <laughs> so I, I, That's I awesome. got a kick out of that. Um, I do. Uh, I love You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. And there is a wonderful cover of that done by a rock band called the Small Town Titans. That if you ever get a chance to listen to, I'll I'll post it for you guys because you got to listen to it. But it is, um, it takes the song, which is a very simple structure of the song, and the vocalist goes a lot of places with it. He has a lot of fun inside of that, and it is probably now my favorite version of it that isn't this one. Like it's basically Thorough Ravenscroft and Small Town Titans, and I don't care about any other one uh, at this stage <laughs> in my life. Sure. Um, so I'll definitely play that for you, but that was one I discovered a couple of years ago and now it's like Christmas season begins by me playing, uh, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. So there is that as well, but yeah, I mean, this is a Christmas staple for a lot of people. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, definitely is for me. Um, I can't go a December without watching this. This was in the the very first year of Wait You Haven't Seen, I made people watch this for Christmas. I'm like, I'm doing this one. And uh, I, I you might found try. found someone who hadn't seen it? How I, did you do that? I don't know. I'm still not sure how that worked, but I did. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I think I'm going to maybe at some point actually watch that newer one with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, because I haven't seen that yet. I've seen the Jim Carrey yeah. version. Um, which which oh, really yeah, like. you need to watch it. I really like the Jim Carrey version. I do. I mean, I've got a soft spot for Ron Howard films. So, yeah. mm-hmm. and like Jim Carrey is about the only person I could think of that could be right, animated right. enough to do that, especially yep. under all that makeup. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't really have a whole lot else to say about this, uh, really. Um, what was my other note? You here? just need uh, to dig up. Three more minutes, so we we meet the podcaster minimum of time we can talk about a thing. Um, so, is this okay, Stephen? Here's a question for you. Of sure. the, have you seen other um, Doctor Seuss specials? Have you seen some of the other ones that have, been, that have come um, specials. out? Specials. You, you said Horton Hears a Who. You did. Horton Hears a Who was the big one that I I watched as a kid a okay. lot, and then there was this one, but I don't remember any other. Sp- specials they come to my i read a lot of dr seuss i like i I learned how to read on i can read with my eyes shut Mm because i had a cassette tape that came with that book Mm -hmm. and i remember learning to read it with my eyes shut and i didn't realize that was just called memorizing uh but i'd totally sit there i mean it's you know point a to point b watch what i could do i spent forever i was i was a bored little kid it was great um do you have a favorite dr seuss book Oh, um, it's not a Dr. Seuss book. That one's not fair. Uh, man, The Places You Will Go is a popular one for like ever. That's one you mm. give your kid when they yeah. turn four or whatever, and then you give it to them again when they 
graduate high school. Yeah, but yeah. that's, that's a, a good one. one. Yeah, that's a very good one. Yeah, I did get it when I graduated high school. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a good one. Uh, Audie, do you have a favorite Dr. Seuss book? Mine's probably One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish, just because it oh, just keeps man. getting zany throughout that whole book. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was <laughs> that was one my grandma had uh, a lot of Dr. Seuss at her house that I would read as mm-hmm. a kid. Mm-hmm. Amy, how about you? Um, I, my favorite book as a kid was not Dr. Seuss. Um, oh, I liked Oh the Thanks You Can Thank. So here's my yeah. Dr. Seuss story. I have a story for everything. So, um, yeah. in the Oh the Thanks You Can Thank. There's a line, what would you do if you met a jaboo? Okay. So there was, on my street, down the down the block, there was this gnarled old tree, and I called it the jaboo tree. Forever. <laughs> like, it was just the jaboo tree. Um, and, like, within the last, we'll say decade, I did go drive by there. And the jaboo tree was gone. Oh, and no. I was devastated. And I just turned into the Lorax. And then, like, here we are. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, what happened? Uh, yeah. So probably other things you can think. I did not like the cat in the hat. I did not yeah. like him as I don't remember mm-hmm. not liking him. But my mother tells me I did not care for the cat in the hat. The chaos all. he causes yeah, I didn't. upsets I, me to I'm no end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like no, please leave. But please I too leave was their very, house. I too was very one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Yeah, those yeah. Are, it's hard. It's hard yeah. for me to pick. Like I remember reading, like the place you would go means a lot to me now. But like as a kid, I don't oh, know. Yeah. Like I, I read Hop on Pop. I read <laughs> most. Of I read the ones that were like Green Eggs and yeah. Ham. I remember Go Dog Go, which is not a Doctor. That Seuss was my book, favorite was, book. Yeah, it was my. So favorite I used to ask strangers book. if they were my mother. Yeah. That was the other yeah. one. Was Are You My Mother? Yeah. That was the one. But we Eastman did the. Wrote do, those. You, do you like my hat? No, I do not yes. like your hat. No, I do not like your hat. Goodbye. Goodbye. Me and my cousin Bill would read Go Dog Go just yeah. over and over. I I, we had nothing to do. We were just up in my the front room at my grandma's house, and he could read and I couldn't. And we would just sit there and he would read it. And, uh, and it just ignited my passion for reading um i know it's not dr seuss but go dog go is legit yeah for sure it's a good one i mean i Mm -hmm. loved a lot of dr seuss stuff growing up whether it was you mentioned hop on pop uh green eggs and ham star-bellied sneeches yeah the abc book yeah the ab just the the abc ABC book book. yep yeah Uh, i always liked the lorax and i really liked that um animated special there was something that about animated that animated special that just really, I really, really enjoyed. I think the because it was, trees, right? Is that what? Yeah. yeah. I I associate the Lorax and uh, the Phantom Tollbooth animated thing. Oh together. my god! Those two, the Phantom Tollbooth, kind of yes, live together for me. Um, we, but, I, I grew up in a family of forestry people, so I don't think the Lorax was popular because we were the <laughs> <bunch of> loggers, <laughs> OSB mill people. Like I don't, I don't even recall knowing about Imagine that book until I was like eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was hidden from us. Propaganda. Yeah, it was. Also, yes, Phil. Phil in the chat does mention Fox and Socks. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I yeah. did love One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish. That one. Mm-hmm. Always great. Um, High fish, low fish, stop fish, go fish. <laughs> it's all right. A- Amy's it's so been activated. 
Yeah. <laughs> I go in my sleeper cell just clicks on and I'm like, let's go. Um, I mean, so- I, you know, all my friends had kids and I've got my little niece and, mm-hmm. you know... Sometimes oh, you yeah. gotta just pull this stuff out of your back pocket at a moment's yeah. notice. Oh, yeah. yeah, you never know. You, you need it on recall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is Doctor Seuss's "How the Grinch Stole Christmas." Uh, it is the greatest Christmas film ever made, and uh, I will die on that hill. Um, and uh, and yeah. Now, Stephen, you've got something coming up uh, here soon. I do. Thank you for asking, Travis. So on Friday, if you're listening to this now, that's Friday, December eighth. Uh, the Two Dorks Legion of Dorks is putting on our charity drive for 2023. So we'll be starting at 8 a.m. Uh, collecting money for the Marine Toys for Tots Foundation, as we do every year. Last year, we made $2,155 for the Marine Toys for Tots. <laughs> uh, would love to get either that, past it, whatever. Our goal is two grand. So if you have money to spare, that donation link is live currently. At twodorks.net slash toys. You can donate now. You can donate later. You can donate after the stream. But it's really cool to watch your donations come in while we're streaming live and we can do stuff. Also, Squats for Tots is making a return uh, around the 10 a.m. block. That is when you want to donate. That is when you want to donate. Let's Every $5 of a donation equals one squat. Uh, last year we had to do 207 squats. <laughs> it hurt a lot, mm-hmm. and I expect to be hurt more this year. So come at me. I am not prepared. <laughs> Excellent. You'll be walking down the stairs backwards again. <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah. yeah. Just rolling down them, really. Yeah. Or just telling Stephanie, bring everything to me now. I'm not moving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need food, sandwiches. I'm not getting up. Yeah, it's going to be great. Excellent. Now we're going to continue rolling on uh, the month of December and Christmas holiday uh, centered stuff. Audie, where are you taking us next time? Well, look, we, we've we had our specials, but sometimes you just got to watch some regular old TV because it can't For be sure. all specials. So next week we will be doing Wings season five. Oh my goodness. Episode 11. Happy Holidays. Outstanding. And you can find that on Prime Video. And I think uh, Paramount Plus as well. Get so. ready for way more New England facts. Just, just I want you to brace yourself <laughs> nice. now for All more right. New England mm-hmm. facts. <laughs> Holy cow, wings. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, I can't wait. That's going to be super, super fun. Uh, all right. So yeah. that's what's coming up next week. We're going to watch Wings. This is great because I don't, I don't think I've watched Wings in like 25 years. But I watched uh-huh. a lot of Wings 25 years uh-huh. ago. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> cool. It went off the air and I never saw it again, uh, <laughs> basically. Um, so if you want to ne- send us a message, you can do that. We, we love getting emails um, at thosewerethedaysshow at gmail.com. Uh, Stephen, do you know if we got anything this week? I did check the email. We did not have any new emails uh, at those were the day show at gmail.com uh, this time. But I'd love to see something about either the Grinch or Wings for next time mm-hmm. or even an older episode. I don't give a flip. Send sure. us email about whatever you want. Um, we, we also are on Twitter as those at those days show. Uh, and we did get one reply there from uh, our friend Kurt, real VO by Kurt. And he posted a video of himself from this year singing uh, 
Oh, you're me and Mr. Grinch in a in a little uh, production, and uh, it's he's on he's on stage with a bunch of people and he's singing it and it's amazing. So Mm -hmm. definitely go. uh, You got to check that out. And thank you, Kurt. Yeah, Um, Kurt. Kurt singing Grinch is like Boris Karloff. Um, or uh, excuse me, uh, Ravenscroft. Yes. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, send us your feedback. We would love to hear from you. If it, it doesn't have to be the current show, you can any anything that we've done. Uh, send us mm-hmm. some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. And I'm going to close us out with some words from the one and only Ted Geisel. Welcome Christmas. Bring your cheer. Cheer to all who's far and near. Christmas Day is in our grasp. So long as we have hands to clasp. Christmas Day will always be just as long as we have we. Welcome Christmas, while we stand, heart to heart, 